It's like a record on repeat. We hear the same thing over and over again. Local people are the key ingredient in building lasting peace. Yet, they continue to face closed doors and full tables. Why is their knowledge trivialized and their solutions ignored? Real change starts by giving a voice to those at the forefront of peace. Welcome to a new season of the Peace Corner podcast, where we will be challenging the status quo of top-down peacebuilding. With each pod, we will be bringing you the stories of local peacebuilders from across the world, exemplifying their work and showing just why locals know best. Welcome everyone to the Peace Corner podcast. Today we have a really special guest. Her name is Kalki, and she's a transgender rights activist, artist, poet, and actor. Today we're going to dig in the topic of trans activism and peace building through arts in India. Welcome, Kalki. Hi, thank you so much for having me in this wonderful podcast. I'm very happy to share about my activism, my life, the Indian transgender community, and our beautiful history and tradition, and the culture, and much more. Thank you, Kalki. Well, I would like to start by asking you to talk a little bit about what artivism is and how did you become an artivist? Artivism is the action of raising voices and using art as a powerful tool to represent the underprivileged people or the oppressed people. It could be children, women, transgender people, LGBTQ people, refugees, minorities, or anybody. When we use art as a powerful tool to represent their voices on behalf of them, I think that is artivism. And for me, my artivism began uh, right during my teenage, when I was a teenager, a little small boy, and I was uh, gender dysphoric. And I used the pen and the paper uh, to write and to draw who I want to be and what I want to be. I want to be this courageous person when I grew up and be empowered and to not fear anybody. So I used to draw that person on that paper and paint that person with colors and all that. So I think I raised my voice for the first time for myself. And art helped me to visualize what I wanted to be, who I wanted to be. So I think my artivism started right from my teenage years and it has grown out to be much more powerful in these all these years. Thank you, Kalki. And I'm wondering how was the process from using artivism for yourself to starting connecting with so many trans people in India and helping them as well through artivism? I think it has been a beautiful uh, process. It's a, it has been a beautiful journey because even though uh, for transgender people, even though we differ, we, even in India, we speak different languages and we Uh, or from different cultures and regions and, you know, even our food and the way we dress up, everything is different from region to region, to region, state to state in India. But the kind of uh, oppression that we go through, the kind of bullying, the harassment that we go through is everything is sane. And uh, that is why in spite of uh, the cultural and language differences between us, whether it's national, state-wise or international, I think uh, one voice represents definitely everyone. And that is the beauty about it. I know what our community uh, goes through, what our community needs. And I present it along with our community, giving them the right to the opportunity to use art uh, in a powerful way to fight for our rights, 
to battle for our equality, to promote our family rights and, you know, our right to, ho- our right to housing, our right, right to insurance and lots of other issues. I've read about two really interesting projects that you have done with Artivism in India. One of them is the Red Wall Project and the other is the Walls of Kindness. Can you tell us a little bit what these projects are about and what were the main goals or the main success stories that you achieve uh, with these initiatives in India? Yeah, I think the Red Wall Project is the only uh, one kind of project that is that has been running, has been implemented in India. And I think it is the, this on and only and the first project to talk in depth about uh, sexual violence within the transgender community, uh, how the transgender community has been uh, exploited, bullied by the public, even by the family and all that. And uh, it's a community project where hundreds and hundreds of transgender people participate in this community art project. They write down their testimonials with uh, their own hands on a handmade paper and they apply the red paint on their palms and they imprint those palms on the paper. And what we actually do with that uh, imprint, along with their writing, is that we put it on the walls of the universities and colleges in India across different places. And we put that on the walls in hundreds and hundreds of testimonials as such on the walls, on the corridors of the universities and colleges. And when young people, the students, when they walk on the corridor, they read all this and they understand the kind of life that we have been going through. We wanted to raise our voices. We wanted to cry louder to them that our lives are being threatened. We are going through something wrong by the society. We deserve much better treatment. We, we deserve much better equal rights. We deserve peace. We deserve love. And that we emphasize. We strongly uh, do this message by those testimonials written by the transgender people in this community art project. We have been doing it for more than 500 people right now, and we will continue to do it in the forthcoming years. And that is Red Wall Project. And uh, you also asked me about the Walls of Kindness Project. It's a very, very interesting project. And I think this is one of the only projects uh, which is of its kind in the world, I would say. I will confidently say that. Because Walls of Kindness is about giving back. We, the transgender community, give back to the poor children, uh, the tribal children, the rural children. We, five of us, we transgender artists, we travel to uh, the poorest rural areas and the tribal areas of India, the mountains, the deep villages and all that. We travel to the poorest schools and we paint their walls, their walls, the school walls, Uh, with rainbows and horses and elephants and flowers and everything. We do it for free and we renovate those little schools and we teach those kids on gender equality. And for two days we do this and we come back. So it's a lifetime experience, not only for for us, but these kids at a young age, they have this opportunity to understand what is gender rights, what is gender equality, why trans people or any people who are different may look different, have to be treated normally. So we try to give that uh, lesson, that knowledge to, to our Indian poor kids through this beautiful uh, gesture of painting and making their places beautiful. So Walls of Kindness is a very successful project. 
And we have had some amazing experiences during this. Some of that being when we went to one of the tribal schools, uh, when we stayed at, at night in a forest, we were actually uh, surrounded by elephants. And uh, uh, it was terrifying, but the elephants did not harm us. So we have so many experiences like that, beautiful experiences. And that it was possible only because of walls of kindness. And we are still in touch with those teachers from tribal schools. So it has been a beautiful, uh, it's, it is a beautiful project where we give back to the society and we break the stereotypes that trans people are this or that or whatever. We bring love to them and receive their love. Uh, thank you, Kalki. It's really interesting to listen about how trans people have been engaged in the communities and especially how you involve young people and children in India to be aware of gender rights and diversity. And I know that also you work with young trans people in India to make them part of the community and make them change makers. So I was thinking if you have any story that you can share about how trans young people have been engaged in activism as well in India. A lot of trans people have been, um, are being engaged and uh, are voluntarily coming forward as activists and, I mean, participate in activism. I think each and every one uh, has their own uh, uh, journey in raising their voices, of course. It could be on a large scale, it could be on social media or whatever it is. I think every transgender person in our country somehow supports uh, the cause of equal rights. And particularly young people, we give the leadership programs through our Sahodri Foundation, through our small foundation that we run. But yet it's a pioneering and a powerful organization that provides these opportunities of leadership training and mentorship training to our young transgender people. And we teach them about leadership qualities, about activism and about how to be empowered and how to represent the oppressed voices in a powerful manner. So we teach them all that through different uh, uh, curriculums and modules that we have in these uh, uh, transgender leadership programs and transgender mentorship programs that we have. And we always give this to people who are totally interested, who really want to be. So we don't take anybody or everybody into this project. We have interviews and uh, after the selection uh, process of two, three um, rounds, we take these people and train them for free. I think it's really interesting to listen to these examples of art and activism that have helped to advocate for social justice, well-being and safety of trans people in India and as well how trans young people have been involved. And I know that apart from the plastic arts, you also have performance, poetry, and theater projects. So I wanted to ask you if you can share how the performance arts specifically can as well involve advocacy for trans rights and uh, trans participation in society. I use poetry and theater, especially um, both these together to do performance art. Especially during my performance art, I also use my Tamil poems, that is my uh, my culture, the mother tongue that I speak, my mother language that I speak. Uh, I am well versed in uh, mother in my mother tongue, Tamil language, the Tamil language. And I write poetry. I'm a published author. I've written poetry, uh, 25 poems in my first 
book. It's called Kuriya Rutain. Many of those poems are uh, in the college and university educational curriculums. I take up some very important, powerful poetry from that, which talks about the body, the trans body. And many people actually think, and in India, many people, and around the world, many people think uh, transgender people are uh, to be sympathized. And I wanted to tell them strongly, we don't need sympathy. What we need is empathy and what we need is acknowledgement of our, our rights and to be treated equal. We never ask to, for sympathy to anybody. All we need is that you, pro, you acknowledge our space, that we deserve everything that you deserve, we deserve in, in this country and around the world, in any country. Trans people should be treated equally without being, being bullied, without being victims. And that is how... That is how we have been doing it through performance art as well. I use uh, performance art to emphasize that uh, through poetry, of course, and art. I use art as well. Uh, the colors I use, the poetry lines also I use to do performances. It could be the performance could be around uh, usually between 15 to 20 minutes. And I think the audience, most of them are completely engrossed. Uh, in, in the poetic lines, as well as in the delivery of body movements in the uh, performance art, yes. It's really powerful to see how you're using performance and art to acknowledge the existence of trans people and their rights and equality. And now I am wondering, speaking specifically of the trans community in Tamil Nadu and South India, that's where you live, what will be your reflection about what peace means for this community in this region and how the safety, well-being and inclusion of trans people is crucial for building peace in India? I think safety is a priority for anybody, of course, for women, men, as well as for children. And for trans people, safety, is the, safety and protection is the number one priority uh, when it comes to the right, right to protection is uh, an absolutely important one and uh, that that protection means legal protection social protection and it includes every kind of protection that any uh, indian civilian indian civilian enjoys we should be protected and uh, we should be able to enjoy it too and um, when we talk about uh, the protection and safety i think uh, all over the world trans people in many parts of uh, the world, even in countries uh, in Europe or in the US, trans people are constantly threatened and they constantly bec bec become victims of murder and violence. Many trans people are killed. I mean, every year on the Transgender Day of Remembrance, we read a list of names that has been increasing over the years. And I'm truly saddened by what has been having uh, happening to our community. And this can only be uh, reduced when we educate our masses on gender equality. Women shouldn't be treated as objects of desire. Uh, women shouldn't be objectified. Trans people shouldn't be stereotyped. And this, we need to teach our children right from our young age, their young age, because our parents didn't have that opportunity to study about that. And because of uh, what is the reason for majority of the violence that happens to women and trans people, I believe that it is the ignorance of the people. They don't have the basic understanding of gender equality and gender rights and LGBT and trans rights. When we 
teach our young kids that it's okay to be a transgender. It's okay to be a differently abled person. It's okay to be a black woman. It's okay to be a gay person or a lesbian or a bi bisexual or asexual, anybody. See a person as a human being and not as a gay or a lesbian or a trans. When we teach our children this, that is the day that I think I would call it peace. And that is the day I would call it an equal world. Thank you, Kalki. I think this is a really big and important engagement that you have in India. And to finalize, I would like to ask you, what will be your next goal or your next dream for the Tamil Nadu community in India? What are your plans for the future? I just wish our community to live in peace and have a family. Many of them are on the streets begging and, you know, doing sex work. And many of them deserve families. Many of them deserve to live with their families, to be with their mothers and father and, you know, with their siblings and everybody. But they are on the streets or they live alone. I wish that at least the next generation of trans people should not be beggars and sex workers and they should should be able to live with their families and should be able to get educated, should be able to continue their education without fear, without being bullied at school and colleges. And they should be standing with pride that we are equal to everyone and they should be able to live in peace and exercise all their rights that everybody, every other Indian citizen in this country enjoys. Thank you very much, Kalki. Well, Kalki, now after listening to all the work that you have done in India, I would like to ask you, how are you taking your activism to a global level? And what has been the importance of doing art deeply connected to the Indian culture through your poetry in Tamil and the kind of colors and nature that you use in your paintings, taking this local culture into a global level? Uh, for the past three years, I've been visiting uh, different countries. I've visited Canada. United States, Germany, Switzerland, Netherlands, and Austria. And I've been in touch with a lot of our transgender friends and trans families across the globe. I think I'm trying to, what I'm trying to do with uh, taking our Indian trans movement as well as our, uh, the, trans, the trans art project and the Red Wall project is that I wanted this voices, like Indian trans people do have a voice through art, through the Red Wall Project. I wanted my folks, my trans family outside India, in the US or in Netherlands, in Africa or in Taiwan or in, you know, um, in other countries in Venezuela or Colombia, all these places, trans people should have a, a, a voice. And I think their stories need to be documented. And I wanted my Red Wall Project to travel across all those countries and continents and document their stories and uh, bring out a powerful voice, a collective voice, a global collective voice to represent our lives across the globe, not just region voice, but as a global voice of our community, more stronger, more louder, more powerful. That is what I wanted to do uh, with the Red Wall Project. And uh, I also wanted to uh, network with the transgender artists and non-binary transgender and intersex, also with LGB artists across the world. I want to collaborate with them 
in the poetry, in our performance art, and also uh, in a different art project, and experiment through sound and, you know, through film and through paint. I want to do uh, experiment and collaborate with different artists across the world and uh, bring to the public some very powerful uh, projects. And also I wanted to, uh, in the future, I wanted to direct a very big feature film uh, for which I've been writing a script. And I wanted to make a film that would be of international, with an international cast. So it's kind of one of my dreams. I have several ones. So this is one of them. Talki, it has been really inspiring for me to listen to all these projects you're achieving and to see how you connect the local artivism in Tamil Nadu with the global context. And I really hope that we will be able to have you in the Netherlands sometime soon. For all the listeners, I want to share that in Amsterdam we have the Trans Art School and the Transgender Foundation. So those are possibilities of collaborating at a local and at a global level for achieving uh, transgender rights and uh, growing this artivism. I want to thank you, Kalki, very much for being here with us and to thank as well the listeners and invite you to keep listening to the other Peace Corner podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you, Maury, and thank you so much for this uh, opportunity to uh, talk about our Indian uh, trans lives as well as uh, uh, different ways that we use art to represent uh, our uh, transgender community. And I look forward to people from across, especially people in Netherlands also, to connect. They could always visit our website, Sahodri Foundation, and I'm there on Instagram as well to connect. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kalki. Thanks for listening to the Peace Corner podcast, brought to you by UNOI Peacebuilders, CSPPS, GPEC, and the Plus Peace Coalition. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you might be listening.